When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. It's Thursday, September 23rd. Hello, my name is Jeff Schwartz alongside Matt Ford, and this is Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You, powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. Matt, we have a lot of work to do this week, buddy. We have a lot to do. We are sorry to our listeners for our worst week. Normally, we save this week for like week nine. Instead, we got it in week two. As usual, we're going to go over a couple of college football games we like. Not a lot of big games this weekend, but there is a monster a showdown in Chicago. And then we'll get to the NFL when we're going to we're stick to our principles, Matt. We're not going to stray, and we're going to keep doing it the right way, even though we did have an 0-5 week last week. How are you, my man? How do you handle my frantic text messaging to you on on Sundays? Well, you're so you're so knee jerk. Like you'll say stuff like, "Oh, we're screwed," and it's like the second play of the game, and it's like, "Dude, relax. We got plenty of time. We got Russell Wilson laying the five. I mean, we ended up going zero and five last week, and you were right each time. But <laughs> usually, it's funny. You're like more knee jerk, and I'm more like calm. Like, hey, we got time. It's fine. Um, but. Hey, when people are people are listening and thinking to themselves, hey, I'm doing better at betting than you are like you probably are because the public is murdering the people who would like put some thought into this uh, for the moment. So, Jeff, you said it. We're going to stick to our principles. We're going to do what what got us. You know, we're going to dance with the girl that brought us so yes. to speak and, and take teams that make sense uh, and not stray because we're, we're not going to chase 0 and five. We're on to week three. 
We are on to week three. And before we get to the NFL, let's get to some big college football games this weekend. I will be in Chicago for this game. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, oh, wow. neutral site game. Wisconsin favored anywhere from six, six and a half, kind of depending on, on what you're looking at right now. Uh, there's a lot of money on Notre Dame, which makes my pick of Wisconsin even better, in my opinion. Guys, this is a matchup where we have a team who's struggling on the offensive defensive lines. In Notre Dame, you get the team in Wisconsin who's excelling in those units and they're off a bye. Notre Dame's offensive line for years, Matt, has been really outstanding, right? We know that. Because of attrition, they're not as good anymore. They're on the third string left tackle. If you had to guess what they are in the country, Matt, in yards per rush after playing Florida State, Toledo, and Purdue, what would you guess? You would want that to be that you'd want them to be pretty good in the top third, I would guess. They're 122nd in the country in, in yards per rush. Not great. They're, they're 91st in the country in pressure rate. So they they allow a lot of pressure um if their if their offensive line is not protecting very well. And they can't get a yard. They're not very good in kind of power situations and needing a yard situations. Whereas Wisconsin is really good on defense, right? They're one of the better defensive teams in the country. Now, they only played two games. Remember, they lost that game to Penn State because of their offense not executing, not because the defense didn't play well. Penn State, I think, had like 12 first downs the entire game in that game, right? Wisconsin's uh, efficiency numbers, top six in the country, um, they they are really good on defense, right? They lost 16-10 to Penn State. They beat Eastern Michigan 30, uh, 34 to 7 and now have a buy. And Jim Leonard will get an opportunity, who's the defensive coordinator, to attack this Notre Dame offense. I don't think Notre Dame scores a lot of points in this game. The question becomes obviously can Wisconsin score enough points in this game? They want to do the same thing that, that Notre Dame wants to do. They want to rush the football. They have 98 rush attempts this year to 54 passing attempts. But but Wisconsin is actually good at rushing the football. And they're they're able to to make that part of their game. And when Notre Dame can't move the ball, rushing the football becomes kind of even more important for them, right? They're able to kind of just wear down the Notre Dame defense throughout uh, throughout this contest. It is the Jack Cone revenge game, right? The Notre Dame quarterback was at Wisconsin. I just don't think Wisconsin, Notre Dame excuse me, can move the ball enough for this game. So I'll take Wisconsin, again, especially because the public's all over Notre Dame. Yeah, public is still all over Notre Dame, uh, but this line keeps moving in the direction of Wisconsin, which indicates which how Vegas feels about this. Uh, you're still on the side of the pros at this number, which is around six. It's moving maybe six and a half uh, to Wisconsin. So I, I agree with the Wisconsin play here for now. Uh, but watch that number. If you're not if, if it's already higher by the time you're listening to this, you probably missed it. Yeah, I'm. I, I think you need to get this before a touchdown, and, and I think the under is also in play. But I think everyone's betting on the under, so yep. I don't feel as comfortable taking taking that position um, as I do with uh, with Wisconsin here. All right, let's get to our our next game here. What is it, Matt? Uh, next up, we've got Texas A and M at Arkansas. Uh, the Aggies are road favorites, laying five and a half. Yeah, so Arkansas obviously off a big win against Texas. Uh, then they beat Georgia Southern pretty handily, 45-10. They kind of are the talk of college football right now. Sam Pittman, who is their uh, their head coach, former offensive lineman, offensive line coach. I absolutely love how this team is built. However, AM's just better. 
They're, they're just better. Um, you know, they, they had quarterback issues. Uh, King against Colorado got hurt very early in that game. Uh, their new guy, Zach, came in. Struggled against Colorado, play much better against, obviously, a very poor New Mexico team. But I think offensively, they're kind of getting in the right direction. And just defensively, guys, they're really good, right? They're third in the country in points per scoring opportunity. They're second in the country in, in points per drive, right? They're fifth in the country in yards per drive. Like, this is a very successful defense. I don't think Arkansas offensively can keep up with them enough to make this a game. I think a and just a far better team. I know they're at home, but all the money's in Arkansas, too. Like, they're, they're the darling. I, I just – I'm not going with a, a kind of a, a public home dog. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, people are probably a little scared. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is 3-0 and against Arkansas, but 0-3 against the spread. I think people are probably just a little wary. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I think I think you can lay the points with, with A&M and feel fine about it. Yeah, I'm again, like, I, I don't know. I, I bet Wisconsin. A&M, I'm not quite sure of doing, but I, I, I have already bet the next game, Matt. I'll just go right into it. It's Oregon State it. at USC. I have bet Oregon State plus 12, and I have bet Oregon State on the money line. Um I'm just letting you guys know that this is a great opportunity to to kind of steal a, a big win if you're Oregon State. They've been they've been gearing up for this game now for for years. John, Jonathan Smith has built this program up. They beat Oregon last year, and they're at the opportunity now where they can go into the Coliseum and get a win. Oregon State offensively changed their quarterback in the middle of the Purdue game. Chance Nolan has done a good job since then. Now they, they played Portland State and Idaho, and they smashed both those teams. But they're 19th in the country in in points per drive. They're first in points per scoring opportunity, and they are a great play action team. They're 17th in the country in explosive offense. On the flip side, USC's defense has no calling card, right? Uh, they played well against Washington State, but Washington State is an awful team. They're uh, USC's 107th. Uh, on defense and big play rate. And Oregon State, and we know this about USC, especially on the offensive side of the ball, they will out-physical USC's defensive line. And on the flip side, USC is in a quarterback competition. You know, Jackson Dart, the true freshman, played last week. Uh, Keaton Silvis was hurt. We don't know who's starting this week. But here's why I never back USC in certain situations. I, I did back in last week because I think Washington State sucked. I was proven right as, as they beat, as they crushed them. Um when USC plays a physical team, I cannot back them, right? Because uh -huh. physically, they can't do anything. Matt, they scored 45 points against USC. Their running backs had 27 yards on the ground total. I know wow. you don't have to run the football to win the game, but you have to be balanced. And when you're not playing Washington State, who has blown six six leads in, in Nick Rolovich's time, when you're playing a, a good quality coach team, they sit back in zone coverage and don't let you have – Big plays. USC is 123rd in the country in offense in first and goal situations. They have 12, 12 red zones appearances and only six touchdowns, 50% mm. success rate. That's not good for a team like USC. So give me the Beavers here, especially, by the way, too. Drake London, USC's best wide receiver, might be out this game with a concussion. Um, I, I'm all over Oregon State in this game. I love this. This line is, is coming down as we, as we speak. Um, I, everyone's going to bet USC, but we have some reverse line movement on Oregon State. Yeah, reverse line movement. Are you taking uh, Oregon State on the money line? I, I sprinkled on the money line. I, I'll take them plus 12, but I sprinkled the money line a little bit. Yeah. Got it. They're plus 293 on the money line right now, which is pretty tasty. Uh, I may or may not have bet on that while you were talking. That sounds like a uh, that sounds like a pretty tasty one. But yeah, you can still get that at 10 or 10 and a half. So I like that one. People should listen to Jeff when it comes to back 12. This is uh, this is your area of expertise. It, it is my area of expertise. And one more game here. Uh, who would have thought 
three and zero Rutgers, three and zero Michigan. Yeah, you know, I was I was leaning in one direction this week. I was leaning at, at Rutgers uh, because the line ballooned up. Was it twenty now? It was it was yeah it's, it's 20, 20 and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty big. And three and zero Rutgers. You're like, oh my god, hey, Rutgers, you you have to bet three and zero. Nope. Um, no. The the play for this <laughs> is is Michigan. Or it's not out yet. The Rutgers team total under, and I'll explain why here. So they're three and zero, right? They played Temple, Syracuse, and Delaware. Okay, their starting quarterback. Guess how many air yards he has per pass attempt? They're like last in the country or something, right? They're really low, five point seven. Okay, five point seven. Um, <laughs> they they they're one hundred twentieth in the country in big play rate. They're 107th in the country in percent of first downs coming on first or second down. So they're having to move the ball and get those on third down. Guess whose defense is one of the best in the country? Michigan. Yep. Michigan's defense is one of the best in the country. They're fantastic in almost anything. There's nothing they're not good at, right? They they, they rush the passer very well with, with Hutchinson. They're, they're just an elite defense, right? They've allowed 14, 10, and 10. And you look, and some of those are blowouts, and their backups aren't even allowing points. Now, offensively, Michigan is a run-the-ball-first operation, right? They have uh, Cade McNamara's only attempted 37 passes, and McCarthy's attempted 12 passes. Like, they're not going to pass the ball. But what that does is it obviously wears down the opponent opposing team when they can't score points, right? I would say that if Rutgers was a high-powered scoring attack, like maybe in Ohio State, you'd be like, you know, you can't do this. You know, the philosophy that doesn't work here. But to me, I don't think Rutgers scores maybe more than two touchdowns this game. And by the end of it, Michigan wears them down. Yeah. I think people are just afraid to bet on Michigan after all the heartbreak over the last few years. But but their first three games, they've outscored their opponents 141 to 34. Uh, this feels like a nice chance for them to make a, a bit of a statement uh, and, and get some of those blue fans off Jim Harbaugh's back for another week. Yes, it, it does. All right, buddy, let's get to the NFL now. Just about the only thing I won last week was my teaser of the three favorites that we hit in the college game. So maybe I need to maybe I'm doing a little body swap here. Uh, but this is our week, Jeff. Week two is always kind of a bloodbath for me. I just feel like I never get a hang of it. I, I see the overreactions from week one and just miss. It's just always a blind spot for me that week. But uh, this is our time to bounce back. Let's get the 0-5 stinker out of the way. Let's exercise our demons. Let's yeah. move on. Uh, but let's definitely not move on with the Thursday night game as any of our bets this week. No, no. Because it's uh, Houston is an eight and a half point underdog right now as Terod Taylor is on IR. Davis Mills is going to start. I mean, we would have to bet Houston here and there's no way we're doing that, right? No, there's no way. Even though there's a weird – I saw a weird stat today that was something like um, starting quarterbacks making their – excuse me, quarterbacks making their first start on a Thursday night or something like – 4-0-1 gets a spread. Like something yeah. like oh, we're not we're not touching this game. Panthers defense, by the way, very good. If you're looking for a sign in this game, the side is the Panthers. But guess what? We're only gonna bet one road favorite, I think, this week. Last week we got we got sucked into betting too many road favorites. We got sucked into, into doing things we haven't done in a while because we thought obviously we quote unquote knew better. Uh we got hooked one time. Like we're not we're not doing that this week, right, Matt? So we're staying away from um from most of them except one I think we're gonna have to take just because the matchup is 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 just in our favor. But the next game right here will be the first game we take. Yeah. Well, let's hear which side you want. It's uh, Chicago at Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland is laying the seven. As we just got on the line today on Wednesday, uh, it's been announced that uh, Justin Fields will be starting this game. Exciting times, Bears fans. You're uh, you're going to get your, your moment here. How do you think this one's going to play out, Jeff? 
Yeah, I want the Bears here plus seven. And if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday morning, you might want to get the seven now because Fields was announced a starter and he will maybe move the line. I would have liked this either or if it was Dalton or Fields. I feel like right now they're about the same. But let's talk about the Browns really quick, okay? The Browns have their top two wide receivers most likely out. Jarvis Landry's out. Odell may or may not come back this week. So they have Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz, who's the fastest Schwartz of all time. So, <laughs> you know, good you know, good, good, good for Anthony Schwartz to, to, uh, to get some shine here. But Baker's a little beat up, right? Their left tackle, Chedrick Wills, got hurt against the Chiefs. He played only 70% of snaps the other day. And the Bears defense, by the way, is top 10 in efficiency. Like they, they're, they, they're, they're good, not good again, but they're better than, I think they showed against the Rams, but better against the Bengals last weekend. And I think the Bears, the Bears defense will do enough in this game. The real concern for me, if you're taking the Browns, so we're taking the Bears, obviously, is the Browns defense, guys, it's not very good right now. Um, And I, I know the Bears passing attack is not, is not what they do best, but right now, the Browns' defense is 25th in DVOA. They're 31st against the pass. They have not done huh. a good job of stopping passing attacks. It's just not what they do well as they're breaking in a new secondary. Miles Garrett is good, but Jason Peters, the Bears' left tackle, looks like he's he's healthy and ready to go. Uh, the Bears' offense line, by the way, who we had a concern. I'm not sure that the number's great so far, but they're fifth in pass protection, according to Pro Football Focus. Stefanski has won a lot of games, but their their margin of victory is not a lot, Matt. It's not a lot. He's one and five, his last six at home as well. I like the Browns here getting a touchdown. I mean, me, the Bears are getting a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland one and five against the spread in their last six at home because they are sort of a darling public team. Uh, Jarvis Landry is on IR for at least the next three weeks now that IR is like a totally different thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Justin Fields came in mid game last week. You know, he didn't he didn't look great, but he didn't look terrible. Now he's, you know, going to have a few days to, to prepare. I, you know, you mentioned Baker's injury. We assume that he's OK, but without Landry, who is honestly like sort of the focal point of that passing game, even though there's a lot of guys, you know, like Odell and the tight ends who get a lot of attention. This feels like it'll be a close game. And I, I think Chicago is flying under the radar a bit. And I, I honestly, I, I don't think this is going to move very much. I think this is a pretty stable seven Make sure you hit the Bears. This this uh, if this somehow moves to seven and a half, really jump on it. It's possible it goes that direction uh, because all the all the sharps are have weighed in on Cleveland so far. So curious to see where this goes the next few days. Yeah, again, this is we're, we're getting back to to what we do best, which we got to bet dogs, right? What was the the record like favorites or what now, Matt? Was that a real number you sent over? The, 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 <laughs> well, the, the the first two weeks, the favorites have just killed the underdogs. Yeah. It's it's just been ridiculous. So you know, this is you know, it's gonna it's gonna trend back the other direction because Vegas is gonna start to overcompensate and the public will start to give some money yeah. back. All right, let's get to the uh, the next game. We're gonna break all the rules we've just talked about for the last for the last. Normally, I'll. I'll a little background information. Matt and I text throughout the week about this stuff. Yes. But we normally don't like give each other our picks until the show so we can kind of talk it out and have some fun with it. But I, th- I think because we stunk last week, we actually like planned out kind of where we're going. So we're in the same direction. So we don't come on here and blabber away for 45 minutes and then come out with five oh, picks five. that we're not great about. Yeah. So m- when we talk like, okay, we're doing this game, we sort of already know, I think for the most part, four of the five games possibly. So let's go to the next game because this to me, it's one wager and that's it. 
Yeah, Jeff opening the kimono there on the production process. I love that. Let's. Uh, this one is Baltimore at the Lions. This is a uh, nine-point Ravens favorite on the road at Detroit. Let's explain why we would even consider Baltimore here, and let's see if 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 we agree after that. Well, the reason you consider Baltimore here is because uh, the Lions, I call them a, a good, bad team last night, right? Or, or Monday night, right? They're good enough to keep games a little bit close. But in the end, they're getting their ass kicked. And I get that in, in week one, they, they end up having a miracle cover. But they were down 41-17. I mean, Niners kind of pissed that game away, to be honest, right? Like, there wasn't anything I think the Lions did in that game that made you feel like, oh, you know, that, you know, that, that you know, the Lions are somehow good enough to, to cover these games. The Ravens are 11-4-1 versus the line their last 15 road games. Um, and all they do is they dominate bad football teams, right? Yep. They dominate bad football teams. Um, Lions do not cover well at home. Jeff Okuda's out now. Again, they're not very good. I think there's you know, there a thought that maybe the, the Ravens have a hangover from the Chiefs game. But Matt, I feel like Baltimore comes in here with that weight off their shoulders after the Chiefs game and just steamrolls the Lions. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is this is the spot where Baltimore just always makes up ground. They just they kick the shit out of these bad teams. Uh, last year they were they were nine point favorites in seven games. They covered in five of them and pushed another. Um, I think I, this isn't necessarily my favorite one. If we're it, this would probably be the fifth choice I would have, uh, fifth or sixth. So I'm happy to put it in the mix. Um, Detroit, I can't really tell with Detroit, right? I mean, they seem to be this team that has two different halves in every game. Like the first half on Monday, they were they looked pretty competent. And the second half against San Francisco, they were unstoppable. So it's sort of hard to get a sense of what this team really is. But obviously, like a, a team like that tends to fade after a somewhat hot start. I could see this being the one where Baltimore makes the statement. Uh, gets out and says like, "Hey, we're still the Ravens, and win this game by twenty five. I could see it. Yeah, and and I think the uh, again like the Lions are a good bad team, right? Like they're they're good enough to be able to, um, you know, they're they're able to to stick close in a lot of games, but in the end, they're just not going to be able to keep close in the last quarter of a game. And look, the Lions, look, the week one game." They were up 41-17, Matt. I mean, the, the Niners kind of pissed that away, I think, yeah. more than the Lions took that game from them, right? So, um, all right. So, right now, we'll put Baltimore in the maybe pile uh, as yep. we kind of break our rule for a little bit there. All right. Let's go. Yep. All right. Uh, Arizona at Jacksonville is our next game. Uh, Arizona. Wow. This this really got bet up. Uh, Arizona's laying seven and a half in Jacksonville. Gosh, is this too much now? Oh, Lord. Um. Which I'm not doing this. I I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't take. Uh, <laughs> I can't take the Jaguars at home here. I mean, no. That that's like our formula, right? But we can't blindly bet the Jags. But I will say Arizona is a team that everyone's you know everyone loves all of a sudden now. What does worry me? But I'm not. I can't put my money on Jacksonville. We 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 almost did it last weekend, and they got they got their ass kicked. And I feel like that's going to happen again this weekend. This is really perplexing because when I when I start, started preparing for this game yesterday, I think this line was like four and a half or something. Like it's really been bet up. Uh, the the legalized gambling everywhere has has meant that these lines really move during the week in a way that I can't recall them doing uh, the past few years. 
I think Jacksonville would obviously be the play here. Arizona could have a letdown spot, but I was we were talking about maybe taking Jacksonville on text the other day. Jacksonville's lost 17 straight games. Like at some point that starts to wear on a team psychologically, even though they have yeah. so many new people there. I just I'm just not going to I can't do it, man. I, I would have maybe taken the Cardinals at at, at under a touchdown, but I, I just I can't take Jacksonville. This is just a pass. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. Um, let's pass and get to some better games. Yeah, this is a great game. Uh, the Chargers are going to Arrowhead. The Chiefs are laying six and a half, which I find to be a little bit surprising of a low number, to be honest. But I'm curious what you think here. Oh, man, this this one terrifies me because if the Chiefs just ever played up to their ability, they would blow teams out. But they just don't seem to, do, to want to do that lately, right? Defensively, they are an absolute wreck right now, right? Defensively, they're 31st in DVOA. Um, I can feel very honest. Their, their EPA puts them at, at 30th. They don't do really anything well. They can't rush the passer at all. They're not getting any any pressure on the quarterback. Chris Jones, the experiment over it at at uh, at defensive end doesn't seem to be working very well. They can't stop the run. But however, they just played maybe the two best rushing teams in you know in in all of the league, right? So their pass rush, um, you know, and run defense might get better when they play the Chargers. Justin Herbert for the Chargers has not been that crisp. He's not been. I think he's made some big plays. But it hasn't been as crisp as we've seen them in the past. Um, new coach on the road to Arrowhead. They're 20th in both offensive defense on DVOA. They're bad on special teams, which is no surprise considering that they <laughs> where they've been the previous years. At seven, this feels much better. Six and a half, I'm okay because the public's all over Kansas City here as they think there'll be a bounce back week. What are you what are you thinking? It's uh, there's a reason that uh, this line is where it is, because the public, it's so hard to bet against Kansas City. But the reality is, is that they're just not covering. So this is a hard one to bet because with the under a touchdown at Arrowhead, it's sort of an automatic Chiefs play. That's sort of been the gospel for a long time. But the problem is, Jeff, that the Chiefs just aren't covering games. They've covered two games since week eight of last season, including the playoffs, they're 0-2 this season against the spread. They're just not covering because everyone has the same mind, which is like, I can't bet against the Chiefs. Like, I don't want to be, you know, down a touchdown at, or, or needing to stop Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game for me to win my bet. It's just it's just not a fun place to be. Um, so I think for now, we're still getting some value betting against Kansas City. The thing about teams that cover a lot of games usually is that they can run the ball. The Chiefs can't run like they just yeah. have no rushing game at all. So it's either like they're exploding or they're kind of just moving sideways. And I think that's a real concern for them uh, moving forward, especially when the competition gets better and the season gets longer. And, uh, you know, if Tyree killed, God forbid, like pulls a hamstring, like they're going to have to be able to do something else in their offense. Um so that's a long way of saying I think the Chargers are the play here, but it's no fun. I mean, I, I don't know. I think there's a, an advantage the Chargers have too on their offensive line where Orlando Brown just hasn't been what was expected at, at left tackle. And the Chargers, we know they they can they can rush the passer. And the Chiefs and the Chargers offensive line has not been terribly good, but the Chiefs have no one to rush the passer. So like what does it matter if yeah, who's who's doing it? Frank Clark's not going to do it, right? right. Um, and so I just I, I feel like 
everything tells us we should bet the Chargers, which probably means we should, even if we don't necessarily like doing it. That feels like what we have to do in this spot. Because look, we we last week we did oh we you know we did the ones that felt good for us. I feel like now we need to do the things that that actually make more sense. And this taking the Chargers here is a sharp play. It's it's not going to be fun as you mentioned to bet against the Chiefs, but this does feel like the right answer. Yeah, I, I think people are so afraid to look like idiots and say like, "What you bet against Patrick Mahomes? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, if you bet against Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have won. I think you know nine out of the last eleven uh, against the spread. So I, I think that for now we're probably getting a little bit of value uh, fading the Chiefs against spread only. I'm with you. I'm with you. Ugh, I don't like it, but it's it's how you, it's how you win money. It's the right play. Uh, yeah. All right. So there's one. Uh, this game is a total mystery to me, Jeff. The Saints are going to the Patriots. The Patriots are laying the three. Uh, I have no feel here. Do you? I mean, the the play is is the under in this game, right? Um, if mm. you're if, if you are betting this game, it's like we, forty points, forty one and a half. Belichick is is thirteen and six on the under since the late late of twenty nineteen. Sean Payne's actually under this last five since uh, since the end of last season. We know that New England's goal is to not put Mac Jones in harm's way, right? They're going to throw. They're going to kind of slowly dig and dunk, go down the field, play smart football, and we get Jameis Winston against Bill Belichick, which we saw last weekend. Jameis Winston was kind of old Jameis Winston. So, but but the Patriots aren't good enough to to lay money on Mac Jones here either. Like so, I think this is. A stay away game for sure. Yeah, I apologize to the listeners as I recommended the Jets last week. I get it. I don't think that was a wrong. I don't think that was the wrong. Like I, I, I think we were on the spot. I mean, they turned them over four freaking times. The, 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 the Jets' defense wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. The game, the, the game got out of hand. Um, but the, the two teams, I don't think were that far apart. I think it was a bad situation for Zach Wilson, and like you know, the conventional wisdom certainly prevailed. I was actually. Leaning towards New Orleans here, but Davenport, Quan Alexander on IR, Marshawn Lattimore probably missing this one. Uh, this is the third game in a row away from home for New Orleans, which could just be a, like, let's get out of here. Let's go home. Let's play our first home game in week four like and, and get our stuff together. So I, I'm a little bit wary of, of betting the Saints, even though I think the Patriots just aren't as good as people think. I think the Patriots are really going to start to struggle pretty soon. They have no offense. I'm uh I'm I I'm agree. They, they just don't. I mean, they're relying on their defense right now. Yeah, and it's like great. They played the Jets and they played Tua and lost. Like let's let's see them play a real offense. Um, and before we start to anoint Mac Jones as rookie of the year, but I don't think it's this week. Um, another okay. Moving on to an AFC South game. God, but the the Colts are are at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is a five and a half point favorite as of the time we're recording this. Uh, we don't know what the deal is with Carson Wentz and both of his sprained ankles. What is that? Um, so I don't know. What do, what do you think? So I was really strong on Tennessee here, but I kind of got taken away from that be, just because Tennessee's defense is not very good. Yeah. And Jacob Eason, if starting for the Colts, I know he was good against covering the spread in college, but that was mostly at Georgia. And he played a really good defense. In uh, in Washington, he is awful, and I'm not laying money on on Eason in this game. Um, but Tennessee again, this is like uh, the five and a half of, of the Vegas zone, right? Like it's not a good, not a great number. Um, if Eason does, if 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 Eason does end up playing, I mean, the Titans are going to play here, but I I don't feel comfortable with this one. I really don't. No, I don't either. And uh, 
Indy kind of owns Tennessee, right? We always talk about these divisional matchups that that have these weird splits. They've won 14 of the last 19 uh, against Tennessee. Tennessee generally does better against the spread on the road than at home because they're, they're better as dogs. I just don't really see a, a good position here for us. Um, even though we could look back and be like, why the hell didn't we take Tennessee against a backup laying less than a touchdown? It, that, that could come back to bite us. Yeah, I mean, again, it, we just don't know if, if and and there's also something to the idea that that you know the the Colts need this game, right? They go zero and three; they're not making the playoffs. Like they need this game really badly. Yeah, they do. This is indie season, uh, so that that makes me a little that makes me a little concerned. Uh, okay, that's a pass. Thank God, I don't want to pay attention to that game. Do you? <laughs> No, I do not. <laughs> this is a game I'll be paying attention to, like it or not. It's my uh, Washington football team, beloved Washington football team. Uh, Eight-point dogs in Orchard Park against the Bills. Um, what do you think? Oh, man, I have I have no feel for this game. Um, you know, I, I just – Tyler Heineke on the road. I, I, I can't – I just – I can't do it. I like. I just. Yeah. I, sorry, Matt. I know. I know you like Washington. I think in this spot, but it just. It's not. It's not a great number for Washington. It's too much for Buffalo because what you know. What if Washington's defensive line decides this is the game they're going to play better? Yeah. You know. The, like I just. Um. And, and Josh Allen, by the way, has not looked the same as he has last year, which is no surprise. I'm just off this game. Yeah, you can't bet this game. Uh, I, I like this one in a tease maybe for Washington if you get them up to like 14. Buffalo's at their high watermark. They just blew out a team that they always blew out. And, I, you know, I think you could make the argument. It's like Washington gets the extra rest. They're the team that probably profiles most like the Steelers in the whole league um, yeah. in terms of the way their team is composed. Yeah. But Buffalo's a really good team. And, you know, betting Taylor Heineke, this is his first start on the road ever. So yeah. uh, very concerning there. I, I think this is a pass. I think it is a pass as well. Let's get to the next game where I don't think we're wager on it, but it's it's got hilarious potential, though. I am going to be dialed into the Falcons at Giants game. The Giants are three point favorites. This is just a this is just like a hilarious mess. Like what? I don't know what to expect in this game. Uh, I don't think we're going to be betting it, but I am curious what you would bet if you had to. I would bet the Falcons plus three, but I'm not betting on the Falcons anymore. Right? We what a dumpster. <laughs> dude, they were in the fourth quarter. They were they were down by three in the fourth quarter. It was twenty eight to, to twenty five. I believe the score. And they ended up losing like 49-25. It was like they just got blown out in the end. The Giants are really, really bad at covering games at home. Um, they're 4-10-1 in their last 16 games at home, which uh, is is a terrible number to, you know, to, to obviously as a as a home anything, home or uh, home dog or favorite. So to me, again, that's just I'm just staying away from this. I'll tell you what, though, if the Giants lose this game. Oh boy! Like that's they're gonna be some some calls for uh, for for jobs here. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I just I just how about this? Daniel Jones is is four and ten against the spread at home, but ten and four on the road. <laughs> it's weird, I mean, weird. As a former Giant, like. What is that? Like, is there is that just a fluke, or is there something to do with MetLife? Or, or I, 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 think, I mean, MetLife is is generally pretty sterile like the home field atmosphere is not great there yeah. but i don't think that i don't think that makes this I, I don't know why that would explain why you can't cover the spread at home unless their the lines are inflated yeah well they get a couple extra days rest I, I like i would everyone's going in on atlanta here which is scary uh this is a layoff for us 
because yeah, I, I God, I'll be watching anyway. It'll be in, quite enjoyable to see uh, the two coaches yes. try to not shoot themselves in the foot. Oh, it'd be fantastic. It'll be great. Um, all right, the Jets are are going to Denver. Everybody's favorite team and least favorite team this week are going head to head, which should color you on my opinion of this one. Uh, the Broncos are, are ten and a half point favorites at home, despite the over under being forty one. What do you think? <sighs> They're I mean, basically saying that they expect the the Broncos to win thirty one to ten or, or or something like that. Right? Is that is that what they're saying? Something like 25 that. Twenty five to 15, 25 to fourteen. Something like that. Um, look, the Broncos offense, guys, is actually really good. You know, Teddy Bridgewater does exactly what he's told. Right? He just, he just, he just the, the ball the ball's supposed to go here. The ball's supposed to go here. The the reason, in my opinion, you take the Broncos in this game is the Jets' offense is going to have a really tough go of this. Right? They played the Panthers' defense, which is good. The Patriots defense, and now they're playing the Broncos. Three straight murder rows of defense. We saw Zach Wilson throw four interceptions last week. Corey Davis hasn't been very good. Mekhi Becton, their their left tackle's out. Um, and Teddy, two gloves, is great at covering. Now, to your point, Matt, you said he's never a double-digit favorite either, right? So, like, we haven't seen this before um, in him. But I, I will be fine laying it with Denver, but I just don't feel great about it. Um and so I think it's a stay away. It's it's Denver or nothing. Let me let me just say some things. Just keep an open mind for one second, okay? So uh, this was at eleven. It's moved to ten and a half, which means uh, you know they've gotten enough. That you would think that would mean that people have been betting the Jets. No one is betting the Jets. So this is a little bit of reverse line movement, I would say. I mean, for a half point, it's sort of hard to say. One thing that I would that I would mention is Denver has beaten Jacksonville and the Giants in their first two games. Uh, So this means they're starting the season with what, three of the worst five teams in the league back to back. Like that's very fortunate. You've, this is their home opener. So of course the fans are going to be charged up, but I do want to mention this next week. The the Broncos host Baltimore, then they play Pittsburgh, then they play Vegas, then they play Cleveland. This is not a must win, set a tone, win by 20. This is a let's get through it and get to the next stretch of games kind of game, I think. You mentioned Bridgewater and his splits against the spread. He's amazing against the spread. He's he's 38 and 14 against the spread all time as a starter. But he's 23 and 3 on the road and 15 and 11 at home which usually means he's good at keeping games close. He's not great at pulling away and dominating. Everyone's out on the Jets. This, I think, is the time. The fact that Vegas didn't move the line at all, despite everyone wanting to fade the Jets, I think means that they know something here. I think the Jets are are, are not a bad play. I think there's a better week to fade the Broncos than the Jets team. I think your point is well taken, but I don't think... It is now that we fade them. Yeah. I think, what do you think? I mean, not to be cheesy, but like former player, is a look ahead game a real thing? In the NFL, no. I think in college it is, yeah. Okay. Not in the NFL. I, I think that's a pretty strong argument if you believe Especially in that. You, you have a young, t- you have an older team too with a veteran quarterback. Like there's no looking ahead. There, there's no time to look ahead. I, I do think, I do think that that that's in college that that certainly does happen hmm. okay well 
We'll see about the, I mean, I don't really want to bet the Jets, but that's the reason mainly that I'm just not comfortable betting the Broncos. Um, okay, well, moving on. That's an ugly one. Here's another ugly one. Probably uh, the two or less uh, Miami Dolphins are going to Vegas. It's another kind of fishy line because Vegas is everyone's favorite and the Dolphins yeah. are everyone's off them. The, the, the Raiders are only three and a half point favorites. Well, it's actually four now um, okay. after that news. So we're going to take four as it sits everywhere at four. That's not just one book. It looks like they're all at four right now. So yeah. a couple of things to consider now uh, here. Gruden, 40% against the spread after a straight up win and 31% against the spread on a multi-game uh, after a multi-game straight up you know, win streak. So basically in this spot, he's 31% against the spread. Depends where you look, but the Dolphins' defense is still pretty good. And remember last weekend, they did not lose because their defense sucked. Their offense couldn't do anything. They got they got, they got got freaking Tua killed. Enter J- Jacoby Brissett, who is, I would say, not – I mean, not physically more gifted than Tua, but just a better quarterback, I think. Like, I just – he'll get the ball wow. out quickly. He'll get the ball out quickly. He will be in rhythm in the offense. Their offensive line, though, is so bad. And the Raiders' pass rush this year has been fantastic. Um, but the Raiders, I think are two, they're, they're just, they're, this line is interesting, right? A, a standard home favorite is three points for how bad Miami looked last weekend. They're getting one extra point for that. It's four. Like, I think they're, they're telling you this, this game's gonna be closer than people think. Yeah. This is a total Vegas signal game here. Um, because the fact is. This, you would think, a team that just lost by 35 and a team that's one of the hottest teams in the league would would be getting a much bigger line here. Um, Brissett, as a full-time starter in uh, 2019, was 500 against the spread. Like, he's about average. Yeah. I think, you know, the other key indicator, shout out to our friend Chris Rabon at Action Network here. Uh, Gruden is 40% against the spread after a straight-up right. win, 31% against the spread after a multi-game straight-up yeah. win streak. Um and I, I, I took that staff from Raybon too. <laughs> yeah. Well, shout out to our boy Raybon. Um, I, I would say too, like you mentioned Tua, he too is ranked 31st in PFF grades this year. He's not been good. So this, while it might not be an upgrade, it, it can't be worse than a lateral move. Um, he's behind Zach Wilson in terms of, in terms of the grades. Uh, Rogers, by the way, is 30th. Kind of funny. Um, the Dolphins have a hard time with Buffalo. This is a sort of must win, must show up spot for them at least. Um, so I think we could be on the right side of the hook here if we take Miami. Uh, well, now we're getting plus four. Yeah, there's also something that's, that's interesting to consider here. Um, the Raiders aren't really good at rushing the football. And when you play a really good defense like Miami, they'll just sit back in coverage and, and, and kind of force them to rush the football, which is not – which is not um, – you know, it's it's it just gives me a little bit of hope the Dolphins defense can can do a little work in this game. Put it like that. Yeah, uh, it's not a fun one, but this is these are the games you have to grind yeah. out as a better. They're, they're also the, also they're also the league's worst tackling team. <laughs> huh? That feels like that's uh, that that's something that can change uh, over time. By the way, uh, our producer Hank mentioned uh, Josh Jacobs doubtful in this one. Could be an impact. Peyton Barber was, I think, at 32 yards on 13 last week. So yeah. he's not, uh, yeah, not. it's not looking great. So I like the contrarian play there of the Dolphins. Uh, this is probably the game of the week. Uh, Tampa Bay at the Rams. This line has moved all over the place and opened with the Rams as a slight favorite. Now it's shifted to one or two uh, for the Bucks. as uh, the time we're recording this. Uh, what do you think? 
So there's some COVID issues with Tampa Bay, right? Antonio Brown's out with COVID and we don't know what that means for contract tracing. And we don't know what that means kind of the rest of the team right now. I have that, I have that accurate, right? That's where we are right now. Yeah. Brown is out. Uh, I'll look at the other stuff while you're talking. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure that we know the rest of what their team looks like as far as wide receiver room. And that does kind of worry me, right? When, when you look at, at Tampa here, you know, I, I don't have a great feel for this game other than whoever is the running back for the Rams, just take them, their team, their, you know, the rushing total under this week because we know that the defense is, is really good in Tampa. I think Tom Brady's on a mission to go 17-0. I really do think that. And Tampa's offensive line can can handle the Rams' pass rush. Uh, they have just more weapons in general due, 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 due to the Patriots. I would lean, I would lean, uh, excuse me, the, the Bucks. I lean the Bucks here. I uh, don't feel great about it. I just I don't have a great feel for this game because I think that number is is a good number, and really I think in the past we would bet the Rams, but I just I can't bet against Tom Brady. This game opened by the way at plus one. Tom Brady's twenty five and nine against the spread as an underdog. That's obviously he's a favorite now. The number's thrown out, but I just I just think I just I'm I I can't do I can't bet against Tom Brady in this spot. I get it. I I, I was thinking about making the case for the Rams, but I was thinking too. This is when's the last time Matt Stafford played a game as big as this? I mean, it's probably been 10 since Calvin Johnson was there and Calvin Johnson is retired and in the hall of fame now. Like there's there, he has not played a game like this in quite a while. And the bucks have won nine straight. They put up 30 plus in each. I think the Rams, especially the numbers, I actually am seeing some two and a halves in some places plus two and a half. I, I think I might like that. You mentioned the COVID thing with the Bucs, but they're 100% vaccinated. They're one of the teams that went out with that even before the season started. So I could see them uh, potentially, you know, withstanding this outbreak a little bit better than some other teams might. Generally, I would say take the points in a game where it's pretty even and there's a home underdog uh, with a team that's as good as the Rams. But I'm a little bit afraid against going against Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I'm. I just I don't feel great about this. I, I really, I, I just, I think there's better numbers on this on, on on the board here than betting maybe the two best teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, well, we've got a few on the board. We've got three games left here. I know this is going to be one of them, uh, and I'm not happy about it, but we're going to do it anyway. It's Seattle at Minnesota. Minnesota's 0 two. They're two point home dogs in it, which is a spot where you almost always want to take the home team, despite what we just said about about the Rams above. What, what's your take? Yep, it's it's the Vikings. 0-2, need to win in a desperate way. Um, home opener. Home opener, and they just have got to get this this W. They're 20th in DVOA. Seattle's 7. Seattle's playing well, uh, but they just do Seattle stuff, right? Like last weekend, they were 30-16 and lost the Titans. You just have to kind of bite the bullet and just take the Vikings in this spot. Uh, it's not a great spot to be a Vikings backer in this situation, but that's you, I think this is just as we get back to what we do best. This is what we do best. You have to take this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is tough. Seattle's won seven straight against Minnesota, um, but they're not great on the road. They're one and six against the spread in their last seven on the road. I, I this is a great thought exercise because if 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 what's the kicker's name Joseph if he makes that kick last week, are the are the Vikings favored? Like probably, Pro probably yeah. So I think this is just everyone's off the Vikings, uh, but the pros are all over them. There's a 22 
uh, percentage point discrepancy between the bets and the money here. Uh, I think this is a definite Minnesota pick and you just hold your nose, man. It's no fun going against Mahomes and Wilson in the same week, but it, it's how you win money. I think it is too. Um, all right. Well, so we have one home favorite in there. Uh, one home dog. We all, we have no favorites yet so far. We're taking points in, in our four games. I think we have it here. Um, maybe this will be the first game Sunday football where we take some, uh, we take some points. Oh, that's interesting. It's going to be Green Bay at San Francisco. San Francisco's laying three and a half. Two mystifying teams, man. I, I, this I'm really curious where you net out here. Yeah, that's why we're staying the freak away from this game because I have <laughs> no idea what to expect from these teams. Right? Green Bay has an up and down so far this season. Has not been has looked good. Has not looked good. They're still talking about the off season. Um, you know, like we're, we're it's, they're still f- fixated on that. They have not played well in these big moments, right? Against good football teams. But what are the Niners on offense? Jimmy Garoppolo is just okay, right? Like, they're not as good as they were even when the Packers played them last year or the year before that, year before that. Like, they're just not as good. Um, I I just I, – I three and a half. We're not taking the hook again. We're not doing it, man. Like, we did this last week. We're staying away from three and a half. We're just – we're not – if this was two and a half, maybe look at the Niners. If this was four or maybe look at the Packers – but we told ourselves, me and you privately, so we're not taking three and a halfs anymore, right? And this no, is uh, this is that hook is there for a reason, right? The, the Vegas is telling you that three and a half number is is fishy. Take the Packers in this spot, but I don't trust the Packers here, so I'm laying off this one. Let me let me see if I can uh, talk talk this. Let's see what you think of this. Okay, Green Bay. The line didn't move after Green Bay beat Detroit, which I find to be a little bit strange. I think that means that I, I don't know what that means. Um, the, on the San Francisco side, these two teams seem to play each other at all these critical moments, and I feel like we're always on the wrong side of it. The, you, the way that San Francisco usually wins this game is they get out in front with a kind of early lead, and they just run all over Green Bay. They just run through Green Bay, and and Green Bay just they look up and they're down by seventeen, and and for some reason Rodgers isn't great in those spots. How is San Francisco going to run the ball with Trenton Cannon and potentially like an injured Mitchell? Like, I I just don't see them at their full strength here. And Jimmy Garoppolo has not been good, as you mentioned. Um, I kind of feel like Green Bay could keep this one pretty close. It's sort of a it's I I kind of feel like San Francisco is, is getting a little bit of a pass for not looking super sharp in either of their games last week. They really should have lost to Philadelphia, I think. Um, and, you know, the Lions game was could, you know, almost was a complete disaster. I kind of feel like Green Bay isn't a bad play here with this number. Um, uh, is it better play than any numbers, other numbers we have? Well, I don't I'm not exactly sure, but I, I do think that I do think they could be considered because, you know, I know that it's like the most Joe public thing to say. It's like, well, you're getting Rogers plus three and a half. You just do it. I know they haven't looked great, but it's possible we're we're calculating a little bit too much of week one for Green Bay into this. Yes, I just don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it's it, we'll put them on the maybe pile because we got to fi- we got to figure out where our last pick is going to be in a second. Yeah, but I. The Packers have trouble rushing the passer. They're just – I don't know how they're going to really affect the Niners' defense in this spot. 
uh, on the Niners offense in this spot. And if you can't really do that, you're not going to have a chance against them. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Ref- well, we've got our Monday night game. Let's get to that first. So Philadelphia is going to Dallas. Uh, Philly is getting four points against the Cowboys. Uh, do you have a feel here? I think Philly plus four is, is probably the right play. Yeah. But they lost Brandon Graham and Brandon Brooks, right? They're defensive and right guard here. Jalen Hurts was shut down last weekend against the Niners. I think to me it's a lot of smoke and mirrors of their offense, but the Cowboys' defense <laughs> – not necessarily good. Their offense looked better, obviously, against against Los Angeles. Um, but this is four points is is a decent amount for teams that are probably pretty close. You're basically getting those four points because just Dak Prescott's better. Um, I I would I would bet Philly here plus four. I think I would too. But I honestly like this is going to go to four and a half or five, uh, just given the injuries and Dallas is a super public team and everyone's going to be out on the Eagles. Dallas is lucky to be one and one. That coaching end of the game last week was a total debacle by Mike McCarthy. Zerline bailed them out with a ridiculous field goal. Um, I just want to say on our group thread, they, they on Red Zone, it was it was uh, Dallas and the Vikings were kicking back to back on Red Zone. And I, I texted everybody, Jeff, you were on it. I was like, Dallas makes it, Vikings miss it. And it's exactly what happened. It's just like so t- like typical of both of those teams uh, that Dallas g- gets lucky here. Uh, they... Dallas stinks as a favorite. They're one and eight against the spread in their last nine as a favorite. Everyone's going to be hammering Dallas. The line's going to move. Uh, if you're listening to this Thursday, maybe wait till like Monday. Everyone's yeah. going to be chasing and bet on Dallas against uh, against the Eagles. So I, I think that the Eagles are the play here. But, uh, you know, I, I would rather take the Packers than the Eagles. Yes, I would trust them more. So here's what we got right now, right? We got Bears plus seven, Chargers plus six and a half. Dolphins plus four, Minnesota plus two. Okay, there's a four we got that we agreed upon. The other ones, the question marks were Baltimore minus nine, Green Bay plus three and a half, and I, I mean Denver, whatever. I don't think that's a, that's a decent play. Um, I mean, I think they're going to win, but I, I can't do that. To me, Baltimore is the better wager out of that and Green Bay. I mean, Baltimore's playing a oh. bad Lions team. No. We want to lay nine on the road as a favorite. Like, ugh. Like, I get it, but. I mean, what, okay. So how does how do the Lions keep this game close? Like, what what do they do to keep this game? Like, like from from a football perspective, what do they do to keep this game close? I mean, they backdoor cover probably. That's probably it. I mean, it, it's sort of you know, it's as something. It, I don't know. The, the Lions are 29th in rushing uh, DVOA defense and 32nd against the pass. So we're basically, I think, deciding between the Eagles plus four, the Packers plus three and a half, and the Ravens minus nine. Is that right? Yes. I can, I like all of them, to be honest. <laughs> I just I think situationally betting a team as nine point road favorites is a mistake. But you know what? Screw it, man. But, the, but, the, but, but Lamar I, Jackson is but, great in but this. But I feel spot. like I feel like in this specific spot, this is the way to be. Would you okay, here's a question. When you're watching these games, would you rather root for the Baltimore team against the Lions, the Packers against the Niners, or Philly against the the the, the Cowboys. Like what 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 is as a as someone watching the game, what would you what would you rather rather be doing? Yeah. Let's go with the Ravens. Let's see them boat race the Lions. Uh we've we've done enough throat clearing about our situational betting and how screwed it we were after last week. This one just let's just put our let's just put our Ourselves on the line here, and uh, well, with this one here, geez. So, we, we have uh, the Bears plus seven, 
Chargers plus six and a half, Dolphins plus four, Minnesota plus two, Baltimore minus nine. It's an Ooh. ugly board. We're, we're going against Mahomes and Wilson. We're laying nine points on the road. Uh, we're betting Justin Fields in his first start, and we're going against the hottest team in the NFL in the Raiders. But I think that's how you have to do it. You're exactly is, – that is how you have to do it. I mean, that, that's the thing about this, right, is like you, you just – and, and the, I think the all, outside, of, outside of Baltimore, we're going against the public for all these wagers. Yep. Because the public is all over Green Bay, by the way. Um, Interesting. And so if you look at, at the percentages, that 72% of tickets are on Green Bay with not 83% of the money. Um, so it's a huge public play. Miami is obviously going to be a, 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 a sharp play. Chargers, we're going against the public here except the Baltimore wager. So yep. I feel I can live with that. I can live with, with the public part of this, like fading the public part. Yeah. All right, man. I'm with you. And if we go I, 0 and five again, we go 0 and five again. Like, what are you gonna? What, what, <laughs> yeah. What are we afraid of? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I mean, look, if you want to fade us, fade us. I tell you what, I, I, we're not this bad. I mean, we obviously are, are what our record is, which is what I think Bill Parcells has said many times. But we're really not this bad. Um, so I hope that. You, you ride with us here. Um, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. If you listen this long, you obviously like us. And I hope you uh, enjoy the weekend. This is Jeff Schwartz of Smarter Than You. We're powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. And we'll talk to you guys on Monday with our college football show. Good luck this weekend. Enjoy it. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you guys Monday. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.